Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, buddy. Well, it wouldn't be the beginning of an episode if you weren't flipping me off. It, it gets me amped. It gets me ready. Really? You know what gets me ready? I've got something big and okay. hard and green in my hand. <laughs> what are you, the Hulk? That's exactly <laughs> where I was going. No, actually, I'm holding a nice ice-cold Heineken. Oh, well... You trick the readers, readers, listeners there for a second. Um, yeah, so I guess that's what you're drinking. Heineken, haven't had that in a while. I have not either. It's kind of nice. It's good. It's refreshing. Uh, my dad's drink of choice from back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. And then we all started drinking better beers. <laughs> <laughs> what are uh, you saying? Let's say hoppier beers. Then it's not so insulting. This is actually pretty hoppy for me. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I'm drinking West Coast IPA from Green Flash Brewing Company, which I love. And I cannot wait to go back to San Diego. And I have some San Diego news for later. Ooh. I'm excited about that. So um, before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Find us there. Share us. Like us. Give us more positive ratings. We like that. So we have the timestamps in the show notes for non-Sotor fans. And we have a good amount of Sotor this week because we had a new update and some issues and some fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Yeah, so we got some cool uh, Star Wars. Oh, Dynamite Dude, drop in, bro. Seriously, what is, is up with that's, me this that's week? That's two in a row. If I leave the other one in, it's gonna be a mess. It'll be. It'll give. It'll give. Uh, well, that'll give some. Uh, what uh, ammunition some to the ammo, bad feeling, yeah. guys? Seriously, you know, what is up with me this week? Well, I don't know. We're not drinking during the day, maybe. Uh, that could be it. Moving on. Uh, Patreon.com slash usual podcast. We're going to do another drawing on episode 60. Episode 60. And uh, find us there. Give us a buck or two an episode. We'd like to get more. Uh, if you want to really help us out, 10 bucks an episode, Pippi's Long Stockings, I will send you beer. Uh, my wife will send you socks, and we will love you forever. Dude, the socks are awesome. I actually wore a uh, a pair yesterday. Mm-hmm. I wore my Superman with, uh, Ooh, with, with capes. the capes. I did. I mean, you always feel epic if your socks have capes because if you're wearing pants, people don't see it. Exactly. But you know you're amazing. Exactly. So I was wearing pants yesterday and so nobody saw my capes, but I felt like a superhero. Well, you're always a superhero to me, buddy. Aww. All right. <laughs> Mushiness aside, we're also audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Uh, we have a couple suggestions this week. We get a 30 day free trial with us, free audiobook. Why would you not do it? I, know, I still don't know why you wouldn't do it. But why don't aren't. you do stuff that's free? Well, they're it's not free. They're not. It's because it takes work. You have to like, Click and click. click. Maybe type your name in. But if you have an Amazon account, it's even easier because it links right to it. Exactly. Moving on. Let's not berate it's them. Free. Let's give them suggestions. Yeah, I am actually uh, going to bring up one that I had been mentioning for a few weeks in a row, but it's coming up on uh, time. It's uh, I think three weeks out. Yeah. Is uh, Steve Barry's The Fourteenth Colony? And yeah. I did a little bit more research on it, and it turns out The Fourteenth Colony Colony is in reference to Nova Scotia, yeah. which was you know which is actually kind of interesting considering I have a history degree and I did not know this bit of American history, but Nova Scotia was almost part of America. Cool. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I was going to give you crap about not watching the two shows that are history based, but I'm not. Agent Carter. Yeah. I hate you. 11, 22, so Okay, moving on. Um, I am still, I'm almost done with the second in the Mistborn trilogy. Yeah, I know. You've been talking really these up to me even off camera. I yeah. Mean, even off mic. We're not on camera, but yeah, we're, it's really good, man. Definitely. I mean, if you like fantasy and if you like a unique take on like how magic works, it's definitely worth, worth Very checking cool. out. 
And it's worth your it's worth the money too, considering they're like twenty something hours long. They're very long books. Wow. That's like yeah, Story you get, of Fire and Ice long. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like George R. R. Martin long. So check it out. It's good. All right, moving on. We also have a couple other ways to support the show. Um, check out our support page on our website. We have Warby Parker. Um, if you need some new glasses, get five pairs, try them on, send them back, hundred bucks, prescription filled, and you have awesome frames. Go I know, for it. Right. And Gamefly, we all know what Gamefly is, but you know, buy, rent, Netflix of gaming. It's amazing. Netflix of gaming. All right, so you can see all that on our what you call it, our supporters page. page. And um, we're gonna go to Star Wars: The Old Republic time. What do you think? Awesome. If I had the bumper ready, it'd be awesome. You are not awesome. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. I didn't even look at you that time. All right, so... (laughs) uh, (laughs) Well, so first off, at the gate in the community section, uh, we have the GGC. I recorded the GGC this weekend. Yeah, how'd that go? It went really well. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was there was five of us. It was uh myself, Chuck, Brian, uh, Palace from um the Beyond the Stars podcast, and then we also had Nephthen from Old Republic Radio. Which I heard there is some news. Yeah, we I talked about it the other day. Right. Um, they're they're coming up on their last show. Um, and it was kind of nice to have him on the GGC and talk about the show. I got to kind of give him, you know, thank him and and. Everybody who came before him, I have always listened to Old Republic Radio. I mean, yeah, and you were part of Old Republic Dads for a while. I was, and um, I'm I'm gonna sad to see them go, but they're going for good reasons. And when you listen to the GGC, you'll you'll hear why. And um, but we, they'll be missing the community, but they'll be around here and there. So, so, so I'll be hearing about uh, why Old Republic Radio is leaving. Uh, will I be hearing you on the podcast? Oh, uh, maybe not, because <laughs> uh, there was threats of cutting. Oh, look, we tried to put the feud aside, and it just kept resurfacing during the GGC. Yeah, we're we're trying to be the bigger men here. I mean, look, <laughs> and obviously, I am the bigger <laughs> I knew man. You were going to say that. I'm trying. Look, we put it aside, and turned out it kept coming up, and they threatened to cut me out the episode. So if I'm not in the episode, that's why. I know, right? It's it's. All I'm saying is, I don't know what to do. On Twitter, though, uh, Master Lou put up a. Did you see that the tweet about the beer beard off? I think they got. Yeah. I think he got it wrong though. So here's how it should go: You compete with Chuck Beards. Okay, there's no way I can compete with just his just luxurious. just try because Brian and I are the ones we have to have a beer off. <laughs> and now I think I'm concerned because I know they imbibe beverages when they go out, which I'm excited about. So really what needs to happen is we need to get together. We do. And it has to happen. We'll all grow our beards out beforehand. I think that's important. Well, do you think we can get Chuck to cha- shave his oh, before? God, no, you won't. <laughs> so we get him to shave his beard to a reasonable level. Uh, or here's the thing. We all three of us just compete and we just say Chuck won, but we're like, who's going to get second? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the polls were up there. I didn't vote for you because you don't have a beard like him. I'm I don't. sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't vote for you. But. No, mine, mine's scraggly in comparison. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, when we do meet up, it's going to have to be on neutral ground. So yeah. I'm, I'm calling you out. You guys need to come to Comic-Con. I'm telling you. Uh, also, what was I going to say? They made fun of us bleeping and whatever. I mean, we have to bleep stuff. I have to bleep so much. I have to cut a lot of what you said. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> not as it's well, disappointing. It's not as well known around the community how foul my mouth is. Well, look, we all have foul mouths, but some of us have filters. And I'm recording this, oh, and I, I have, have to no do all filter. the edit. Yeah, I have to do all the editing. So. My filter is Marshall's editing skills. <laughs> oh, it's tedious. All right, so 
The other thing I wanted to mention that I heard. It's a good thing we're not on camera because the whole thing during second bumpers. <laughs> no. See, that's why I don't look at you. So the one more thing I wanted to mention was, uh, actually Brian mentioned it. I just listened to Bad Feeling Podcast a little earlier. As did um, I. Their latest episode. And I guess, um, Brian was on a bunch of, on with a bunch of other people. Uh, passionate casual. I know. So I'm looking uh, forward to hearing he's that. Kinda, he's he's kind of making the rounds. Well, I mean, you know, he's a better guy. He's a better man than us. That was that a compliment? Damn. All right. Did feud that, back on. Feud on. <laughs> All right. So what about weekend game, dude? What'd you do? Um. Well, I unfortunately skipped Wog last week. Well, not unfortunately. I I just needed Plus. a week. I needed a week off. And it was nice. I, I was catching up on some. I actually was watching some Star Wars Rebels, and I was just relaxing. I actually fell asleep on my couch at like eight thirty. Uh, it was just some of us were representing i know well exactly what's going on tomorrow by the way oh i'm <laughs> not getting divorced oh good point, good point, good point. <laughs> my wife's birthday is saturday and the date night is tomorrow so i'm not walking tomorrow yeah so you guys are gonna it's see pretty straightforward. Uh, attempting to <laughs> talk other people into leading the terror from beyond tomorrow well i don't think i don't know if we're gonna do terror from beyond well, it's m side you guys decide well that's what's on the the uh the thing when i signed up today Oh, did they actually put some up there? I just saw it was WOG, general. Yeah, it's a TFB. Yeah, whatever. I'm not in charge this week. Uh, but we did do eight-man TFB on the Republic side cool. last week, and we got through it. It was good. Nice. Um, we had a couple hiccups, but it was pretty, it was pretty smooth run overall. Nice. So, yeah, and pretty much other than that, I've just been working on crew skills all week long. The other thing I did was I was taking some other community members' advice on basically trying to make a tanking set that I can put back and forth between my Guardian and my um, basically all my tanks. And so I have a legacy set that I'm going to get ready and I'm, I'm working on that bit by bit. The last thing I did was I got rid of all of my grade nine mats before that vendor went away or grade eight, eight mats yeah. before that vendor went away. Um, and yeah, and I, I did dabble a little bit in the new content, but we'll get to that later because I might, I might be upset. Yeah. Actually, I haven't tried any of the new content yet. So right. I'm, I'm hopefully going to try some of that tonight. I'm Jesse from Unholy Alliance and Wiki Mistake Guilds, and I'm here with Dekion from the Utini Knights and Utini Rage Guilds. We want to tell you about a couple of fun community events that are coming in the next few weeks. On Saturday, March 19th at 6 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. Eastern, the Pubside Prom, sponsored by Wookie Mistake on the Bowcaster, Valor Class Republic Cruiser, which is their guild ship. This is a social event including dancing, drinking, dueling, and out-of-this-galaxy door prizes. Dress to impress and bring a date, your favorite companion, or come stag and leave your options open. There will be music and team speak, and you can request your favorite prom song on the Google Drive, which is linked in the UtiniCast show notes and the unholyalliance.org. Then coming up in April, on Saturday, April 9th, the Unholy Utini Parade of Strongholds. We'll travel as a group from one glorious stronghold to the next, and you can show off your decorating chops in your lavish abode, or just come along and check out the creativity of others. There will be prizes awarded for a variety of categories. More information will be posted on utinicast.com and at unholyalliance.org. These events are an ongoing effort of Utini and Unholy Alliance guilds to bring the larger Swartor community together in fun events in the game we all love to play. To keep up with what's going on, follow at UtiniCast and at Unholy Alliances on Twitter, or check out the websites. In-game, you can slash join Utini on both factions for in-game chat. And remember... These events are for the entire community, not just members of these guilds, and will take place on the Harbinger server.
All right, man. So let's get to some of the news. Uh, so there was a PTS Warzone and Arena. Um, basically, they made some changes as, right. as opposed after the uh, the weekend. And I'm not going to run through them all because neither of us have been playing, but we do have a link in the show notes. Um, what I do like about this is that basically they're taking player feedback and making changes accordingly. And right. from what I can understand, all of these were the majority of the community was were requesting. Submitted, yeah, right. so it was good. Um, they also have another play test uh, or had another play test over the weekend, um, which, again, I missed, but that's OK. And the big, I think, beef, not beef, but the big major news outside of the actual uh you know chapter 11 release is um the eternal championship got postponed again yeah you know and chuck and brian actually touched on this a bit on their show and we but, talked about it on the ggc quite a bit too. yeah and it's just like it's frustrating from i mean even from somebody who's very laid back when it comes to release times and stuff like that it really doesn't bother me right, right? but you know for being a company that so-and-so quote-unquote prides himself in uh, never issuing release dates, so they're not caught in a corner. Yep, they keep doing it to themselves over and over again with this. I'm, I have some confusion about it. I'm not. I, I mean, I expressed myself. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I, I think I did pretty well expressing myself on the GGC. But honestly, I was frustrated yet not. I get why they did it, but at the same time, like there, I didn't break my neck neck going to chapter 11 this week because yeah, no, it, like eternal said, championship was what i was looking forward to yeah like i said it doesn't really bother me that it's pushed back it's the fact that the way that they're doing it is giving more fodder to those that are looking to torpedo right and so i guess the goal right now might be april could be later um my issue though is that okay so they pushed it back once then they realized it still wasn't what they wanted i think my only my my other biggest beef with it was that that was how we were going to get another companion. And with this update, there's no new companions. And that bums me out. No new companion alerts. We were supposed to get, oh, right, we were supposed right, to right. get Bodar, 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 right. Bodar with uh, yeah, Eternal the Championship. Yeah, we get the story companion. Yeah, we get Eric Jorgen maybe, but I didn't last night because I was upset. But I'll right. get to that in a minute. Well, we don't get any more alerts. Right. And so I like the alerts. And I think I said this on the GGC. I like the alerts almost more than the content itself sometimes. I love yeah. the little side quest with HK55. Um, I love I love the Jawa one. The Jawa one with Blizz. Yeah. Um, those were fun to me. And I, I really enjoy those. And the main storyline is great. But, you know, it's quick. And I'm only doing it on one tune. Um but I like collecting all the companions and I like seeing their personalities and getting companions like Cleo back. Cause I actually was one of those people that actually liked Cleo. So, yeah. um, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, even though I kind of already did, but I want them to do it right. But I honestly was looking forward to this. And, and without this, this update felt very lack, lackluster thin. Exactly. So once I finish the story, I'll, I'll report back in a couple of weeks. We'll talk more about that, but. Honestly, like that, that was what I was looking forward to, and that was kind of bummer. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was looking forward to it too because actually I like Bodar and you know just the concept of the Eternal Championship. It, it really, it kind of reminds me of the Galaxy of Heroes, uh, where they have where you play like Yoda, right? And you're right. trying to collect stuff. And well, and I was looking forward. I like, and I, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. I love the idea of the Eternal Championship. I like being able to do something I can do. And and they even said it on the producer's live stream, which we'll get to on discussion topic. But you could do it with friends. But for me, like, if I it's it's late. I just want to jump in there, work on this boss, you know, and work on my tank mechanics and, and up my DPS mechanics because I have no DPS mechanics exactly. or, or healing mechanics for that matter. Right. You know, and for me, 
that was what was kind of exciting for me was to be able to in a, in a solo situation with knowing what's coming, working on something ops related to help with wog, you know? So I hope this comes out sooner rather than later, but I do want it to be done, you know, and done well. So anyway, you don't want it to come out without, you know, any pants, but they are going to put on the PTS. (laughs) Yeah. Good one. Uh, they are going to put on the PTS, which I think is good. And I think that's important. And I can't wait to test it out. Right. Yeah. That I will go to the test server for. I, I might actually do that as well. For sure. All right, man. So we had maintenance this week. Um, and that was to put up, you know, early access for chapter 11, disavowed. And oh, don't get me started. So just some highlights from the patch notes. Um, obviously, battle alongside Ma- Ma- Major Eric Jorgen in the next chapter of Knights of Fallen Empire. Um, and then today, March 10th, we're recording this is the official launch for the chapter. Right. Um, and there was a small patch I'll get to in a second. Um, this morning, uh, relics of the Gree is also back, nice, which is cool. And so is bounty contract week that starts, uh, March 22nd. So right now the Gree is running eighth through the 15th. And then we have bounty contract week coming back. Um, I just pulled a couple general things out of here. I'm not going to run through all this stuff for sure, but <laughs> there were some funny ones. Okay. So, Blizz went on a crash diet and lost his life day weight and is now his correct size. I didn't see this, but was Blizz like oversized or something during life day? I didn't notice. I didn't notice either. Well, I'm just guessing when they brought him back that he might have just been calibrated wrong and he was too Eh, big. Maybe. I don't know. He lost some pounds. Well, good for him. That's pretty funny. (laughs) Um, There's a couple other things in here. This I thought was interesting. Um, The new special promotions vendor has been added to Coruscant, Dromacos, and both fleets. This vendor will allow the players to trade Razor promotional crystals for 41 stat versions, which is awesome. I have all of, I mean, you've seen, I have, I have some, a lot of, all the Swotor, well, the mouse, the keyboard, and the headphones, um, the Swotor Razor peripherals. Right. And with those, you get, you got in-game crystals. Right. But they were like plus Plus 10, right? Plus eight. Something stupid. Um, so I never used them. Because they were from the origin. Right. I think it was an item maybe plus plus four, but every time I start a new tune, I get them. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Exactly. And so I usually just delete them or don't open the mail. So this would be cool to be able to get some, um, you know, some plus 41 versions. There was, of course, some cartel market changes, some class and, um, uh, excuse me, class and, uh, combat changes, which we never go over, but there were changes to those. Okay. And flashpoints and operations this is the big one. They changed the nightmare ops drop finally. Right, it's all fixed, right? Yep. So 100% chance to drop, uh, 224 year tokens. And according to some of the other podcasts I've listened to, they've actually fixed the ops bosses. Yeah, that's why I heard on Bad Feeling that yeah. it just was randomly fixed. So, I mean, I didn't see any patch notes for it, but I'm going to take their word for it, man. So I'm cool. glad that's fixed. Uh, there's a couple other things and items and economy. I threw this in here. Alliance Supply Crates now really don't drop premium quality gifts and instead drop artifact quality rank 5 gifts. I think they said they were going to do that and then didn't end up doing it for right. some reason. Um, and the last thing here I have just from the patch notes is, which I still think it's really interesting that it took this long, but Imperial agents are now, now able to complete chapter 10, Anarchy in Paradise. I think there was an issue if you romance Kaleo. Yeah, because I was an Imperial agent and I finished chapter 10. You did? Yeah. Okay. So but I'm a female and I didn't have the option to romance Kaleo. That's probably why. So I, I saw that somewhere. I think that's in the follow-up patch notes, actually, that if you romance Kaleo, you were able to finish. So I don't know if they're linked or not, but there was some issue with agents not being able to finish. So I'm glad it's happened. I mean, now the chapter 11's here, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> the the big one for me is the naked naked Eric Jorgen. Okay, and so I started my quest last night. Right. I was like, look, I need to get in here. I want to do it um before we record. 
So I jump in. It's kind of late. I'm kind of tired. And I'm like, I start the quest. And, and it's all epic. Havoc Squad walks out. Finally, you get through all the cutscenes. Havoc Squad walks out. And this isn't much of a spoiler because people are talking about it. But then Eric Jorgen, it goes into Eric Jorgen. And he's got nothing but underwear on. <laughs> and he's pretending to hold a gun. Nicky Cathar. He has a, no gun in his hand. And he's just, just naked. So he's getting in there in all his Catherness. Exactly. He was furry. I mean, he looked buff, but he didn't have any clothes on. And no gun. And no gun, which is hilarious in the cutscene that you see from the trailer where he shoots the thing out of the sky. But he's, he's not holding he's a just, gun. He's fake holding a gun. It's ridiculous. The whole thing, it's hilarious, yet sad at the same time. Because I was thinking in my head, I was like, okay, so this is the only time I'm going to run through this. And I have to run through it with him, you know, taking me out of it because he's naked and gunless. So right. whatever. Um so after I got through that cutscene, the next part of the quest is go get a better ban- get a better vantage point and go meet him somewhere, right? Right. So I get there, nowhere to be found. He is not there. So I ran around for a while and I was like, somebody was saying something about a bug, and I was falling asleep. I was like, screw it. Um, well, you know, it's very similar to the Blizz bug because the first time I logged in to do the Blizz uh, thing, I went around and the Jawas were nowhere to be found at their camps. So this is very similar then, and I was I wasn't happy about it honestly, and I'm glad they just fixed it this morning. That's good. Yeah, and I guess it was a workaround. I guess you could reset the quest and it would work, but I didn't. I don't like resetting quests. That's dumb. I know it's pointless. And so I'll probably have to do that unless it's fixed when I log in. I'll check out tonight. Uh, but. It's frustrating. Like I, I'm, I want to start over now because I want to see what his damn armor looks like, and I want to see the cutscene where he shoots the thing out of the thing. So I probably will start over. I didn't get that far. Couldn't get that far. But it's frustrating knowing that I couldn't get that far. And if I had logged in on Tuesday and not known there was a workaround, I would have been kind of pissed, you know? Like this is, check was. Yeah, exactly. And I'm trying not to get mad, but this is all they gave us: no eternal championship, no new alerts. Right. Yeah. Could, it's- couldn't do the quest. Yeah, so. I could see why that would be very frustrating. Anyway, um, I'm gonna stop ranting. So, oh, sorry. Wow. All right. And so, I was off mic there too. <laughs> I believe it. It in. Okay. So, Damn you, Heineken. <laughs> okay. Uh. So, all right. Next thing. This is still going on, and I'm I'm actually kind of mad. Nico Okar is my highest companion. Right. He's like almost forty. Okay. With the new patch, not only can I not summon him. As a character to my side, I cannot send. I can't send him on crew skills, and I cannot summon him at all. And it's still, as of the last dev post I saw earlier before we recorded, they're still looking into it. But I'm pissed because that's my go-to guy. Right. I've been leveling up because I knew they couldn't get rid of him. They're not going to get rid of him because it's not part of the major story, and it was a bonus dude. So I was like, oh, I'm going to level him up, and they're not going to do anything with him. And he's gone. Yeah, that's weird. I, I mean, for for most of my tunes, I've I've purposely because you know in my head they're you know I, I purposely have them running with different. I mean, they all try to. I try to have them all level up people, but right. they're all like, for instance, my agent, their main one is Lana, and then my um, my well, bounty hunter, my main one is Koth, and so yeah, yeah. Well, I like I like Nico for my for my main for my assassin. I think we look good together. Right. I think we we balance um you know or we have a good banter he likes your side boob he i mean look oh it's a male uh, my assassin you're thinking of my sorcerer oh that is your sword yeah sorry yeah my sorcerer is the male with the side boob my sage also has side boob <laughs> she's a chiss i have side boob indeed all right moving on past side boob i i am kind of a don't don't 
Don't do it. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if we ever go to YouTube. Oh my God. This is ridiculous. This is why we don't, this is why we don't do it live and why we don't film it. Okay. So anyway, I want to just, uh, so this is the follow up today. We're still looking into the Nico issue. We were unable to identify a fix in time for 4.2A, which is the one from today. Right. Um, but getting him fixed is still a priority. That's all they said. So I'm still Nico less. So as it, of right now, it's a priority like, Officer priority? Sounds like next week priority to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so more priority than ops. Well, obviously, I'm not going to play with Nico all weekend. Good point. Which, again, kind of frustrates me. Right. Anyway. I just realized this last couple of weeks that I say right a lot. You do. Uh, and I say, uh, so. I say so a lot. It's okay. I, I hear it all. I edit this show. So. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, you should have gone to right. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh, we're dumb. Hella dumb. All right, moving on. Uh, so let's get to our discussion topic. So, <laughs> see what I'm saying? Once you're aware of it, then it's really annoying. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can we not bring? We're gonna lose listeners, even more listeners than we have. Okay. Uh, our discussion topic this we week. Have listeners? Well, a few. Okay. Uh, there was a, a patch, like I said, 4.2 um, a uh, just a mi- some minor fixes, but they didn't fix. The things that right. we're upset about. So I don't care about that patch right now. So let's get to the developer live stream or the producer live stream. Yeah, actually, I didn't get a chance to, to watch this. So. I did, actually. Yeah, I watched I it after the fact. Work, so. I watched it after the fact. Um, but they did the breakdown, which I have a link to. And, and we'll just run through it really quick. Um, they did acknowledge the Eternal Championship issue. Um, they said, what did they say? They'll be doing a patch tomorrow to correct some. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Some of the issues with Chapter 11. And... They are delaying Eternal Championship, which we've talked about. Uh, community content, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. They gave a little shout out to some bloggers and um, YouTubers and, and stuff like that, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, we weren't mentioned, but whatever. They did claim, though, which I find interesting. I might email Musk about this. He said they did claim that they listened to all the Sword Tour podcasts. Really? Indeed. Then uh, They don't listen to our show. No, they don't. <laughs> Otherwise, they would have stackable storage by now. I know. Don't say right. <laughs> Eric, if you do listen, I want to know where it is on your priority list. He doesn't listen. All right. So the other thing is Disavowed launched uh, live as of uh, as of this recording. And they talked about that a little bit. They talked about the uh, stuff on the PTS. They will be launching Odessa Improving Grounds and Rishi Arena on April 5th. So that'll be in with 12. Cool. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, what are the uh, the characters that they're bringing back for 12? Well, let's, let's, let's get to that. So it says quality of life improvements coming with chapter 12. I'll get to the other part in a minute. Um, cause I want, I like the name of the, I like the name of it. So oh, I didn't I don't, see it. Say it. Go don't, ahead. Don't, don't, don't. No, don't. I'm not looking. Go ahead. They're in the lead. Okay. I want to see quality of life. So quality of life is good. So stronghold limit and decoration limit changes, which, right, we, that means which a, we know of. Right. That's where we can have all the strongholds of, uh, again. Right. And the guild improvements, raising the, uh, the cap to a thousand. Yeah. Updating the name changes, allowing spaces, uh-huh. right? PVE, PVP instance. Instance types? Yeah, you know, I, I was like I said, I was listening to Bad Feeling, and mm-hmm. the way that, that Brian was explaining this, of having, like, mega servers for PV, it, it's like the equivalent of almost... Essentially, because really, like, so now, Shadowlands or Harbinger, anybody can go to those, and at a whim, choose PvE or PvP. It doesn't matter what server you're on now. The only distinction now, I guess, between servers would be RP. Yeah. And, of course, where you're located. Exactly. And so what I think this is going to help for me is because I left all the PvP servers before right. I had a chance to complete those achievements. 
I actually still have a couple. I don't know, not worried about my achievements, but I still have a couple of tunes on Bastion still, actually. Cause that's actually, what I think I still have one on Prophecy of Five. Okay. It's still Prophecy of Five server. Yeah, yeah, as far as I know. Then I think I still have one over there. Nice. But, um, yeah, cause. That's from the old Tor Wars days. I know, right? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> um, the name of the episode is either I know, right? Or. So, right? Naked Jorgen. <laughs> How about. Naked Jordan. So right. So right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Continue. <laughs> um, no, so, you know, and actually this is something I'm not quite a, a, either I'm just not understanding or I'm not quite agreeing because like some of the people that I've been hearing is like say, well, you know, this PVE PVP instance difference doesn't make sense because you can always flag yourself as PVP. Yes, you can. And I'm like, yes, but it doesn't mean anybody else is PVP and you can attack them. Right. Which is how you get your, your PVP achievements. And maybe you, Maybe you're on a PvP server and you don't feel like PvPing and you just want to quest, but then you're getting ganked all the time. That that's the moment where you switch to a PvE instance yeah, and you're like, all right, now I'm safe. I don't have to worry about it. I can move on. And then when I feel like being ganked or, or engaging in open world PvP, then I switch place, back. Yeah. So anyway. I I think it's fine. I mean, I don't think anybody I think it's a step in the direction that they're maybe going with mega servers, but they're claiming they're not. So. Yeah, well I think it's just it's gonna help. It's going to, on a personal level, I think it's just going to help me be able to finally finish some achievements. Well, good luck. All right. I hate you. <laughs> I know. Updated server select UI. This was something they mentioned um, because of this change that we were just talking about. They mentioned that they will be changing the select screen, the server well, select screen. Well, it just screen. makes sense because if you have to select your server and then you go in and then you've got to select your instance, it just makes... Well, no, yeah. So they're just basically saying, I think now instead of that, um, you know, Harbinger being you know, PVE West coast, just going to say West coast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and then the social window improvements they were talking about too, about, uh, I think with guilds and some other things, they're making some things a little more streamlined, which is good. Okay. So real quick, eternal championship. They're basically their plan. PTS is planned for the end of March and there's a blog plan for the same time. So I'm hoping they get this together. And by the time, um, April comes around, we're, we're, we're in it. We can hope. Uh, the last thing here, of course, is chapter 12. They give us a little sneak peek, peek, sneak, sneak peek. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Charles Boyd jumped on oh, and okay, cool. out of nowhere. And he's like, Hey, what's up? Let me tell you about chapter you know, 12. I, I should have known yeah. that, uh, that Boyd was involved because I, I thought I heard a thousand Jesse's calling out from across the universe. <laughs> Hi, Jesse. All right. So <laughs> chapter 12, it's called visions in the dark. And new information leads to a potential deadly mission for the Alliance. Valkorian, the the Eternal Emperor, has brutal plans for the Outlander. Ooh. And a special return appearance from some fan favorite characters. You want to know who it is? Sergeant Jaxo. Nope. New. No. Not even close. Who? Well, Darth Mar. Awesome. But it's like in ghost form. Well, yeah, because he's been Cause he's in dead. the well in the cutscenes at the end of some of the chapters with right. he and Satil Sean. And Satil Sean is coming back too. Awesome. So there we go. Ooh, and, is she going to be a companion? And the new, and they have, not only are they not, from what I, I don't know if they're introducing her as a companion. I doubt it. But, but they are introducing a new companion. Who? Not bringing back an old companion, but bringing a new companion. Yeah, because we don't have enough. Because we don't have any more new ones. Um, Akgal Usar re- recruitment mission. I forget what they said about him, but, but yeah, so overall, I'm, I'm excited about the changes. I'm a little bummed about a couple things, but I'm going to get over it. Uh, I'm just cool. They're finally going to be hopefully explaining what the whole point of the Satil Sean Darth Mar campfire love is all about. Campfire Love. That's the title. There we go. All right. So shall we get to Star Wars, I guess? 
Pew, 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 pew. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. And we're back. <laughs> it's nice to think that like we were gone and now we're back. And- I know, right? Sorry. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, we have uh, a couple things. I put this in here because actually it was a Chinook actually sent this. Remember how last week we talked about Mark Hamill talking at Cambridge? Yes. And I had that like 12, 13 minute clip in there. Uh, this is a full Q&A um, that he did at Oxford Union. Which is not Cambridge. Which is not Cambridge. I know, I know that. Different schools. I'm, I'm aware of that. They're different. I was never under the impression the they were same. the same. God damn it. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, different schools aside, I, I didn't get a chance to, to watch it all. Um, but what I did like was I sometimes on these videos, I look at the comments. And and it was basically what we were saying last week. Everybody loves listening to Hamill. Oh, uh, he does. He's, you know, he tells great stories. You can listen to him talk all day. So I'm looking forward to checking it out. one of my favorite Fat Man on Batman uh, oh, episodes. Absolutely. Um, so we have a link in the show notes for that, which I thought was cool. Um, this I threw in because I thought this was kind of funny. You know, we, we've been talking about Weird Al because down at Comic Con, Weird Al's doing a, a show. A right? show. He, and he, if you haven't seen Weird Al live, he puts on a great show. Oh, he does. He does. He really does. And he's got a couple Star Wars songs in his repertoire. He does right? two of them. He does two. And he basically came out recently and explained why he's probably not going to do any more. And his reasoning was? He has two already. That's a good point. I mean, I was, I mean, in a nutshell, that was pretty much it. He has two already. He's just kind of like wants to stay with the two. And you know what I what I love about the two that he does. One first of all is one about Yoda, which is you know just the Yoda one is great. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's of course uh, Lola. When he did the Saga Begins, I remember what a big deal it was because Lucas gave him access to the script. Yeah. Before filming was done, so he could write the song to have it available for release w- when the movie came out. Yeah, and he basically says if he had a third Star Wars song, it kind of sort of becomes the Star Wars show. And he and he has hundreds of other songs. Oh, yeah. So and most of them are hilarious. Oh, they're great. And so, you know, he does his too. Get off his back. Stop emailing him about it. Stop emailing him. About stop it. emailing. <laughs> As a fellow Cal Poly grad, okay. I would like to defend his honor in saying stop emailing him. Are you going to slap somebody with a glove? Uh That's what you do when you're defending someone's honor, right? I will drop the gauntlet. Okay. Sounds good. All right, man. So Star Wars and Wikipedia launched the 2016 This Is Madness tournament. And I just put this in here because if you like these kind of things, you know, mm-hmm. they do this every single year around this time to coincide with March Madness. Right. So, and it's fun to kind of see who wins, but it's kind of always, I don't know. I don't, I don't do it as often. I don't do it every year. Do you do yeah, it? Yeah, it's usually Vader yeah. and Yoda. But I'm interested so, to so. see. They're going to probably throw in some Force Awakens yeah, characters. So see how Kylo does. And- yeah. I'm voting for Kylo. Yeah, you are. All right. Well, anyway, Marvel announces their Han Solo comic. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. This is this is pretty cool. And I was gonna save this for real, uh, for you know, uh, one shot, but I decided just to throw it in here. And I'm curious. Curious. What's wrong with me? I'm curious to see if um this is going to because I don't remember if they said when this is gonna launch, but I'm wondering if they're gonna kind of build up to the solo movie or not. Well, the solo movie is still three years away mm. well almost three years. well i guess what i'm saying is are they going to give us young solo old solo well in the i believe what i read in the article that it's going to 
um oh no the movie is gonna tell about this well the movie right we'll we'll get to that in a minute but yeah this one looks like this kind of looks like i mean from this picture yeah kind of looks like after he's met chewbacca right the story takes place between episode four and five. Oh, nice okay cool so right splinter of the mind's eye period yeah awesome i'm excited about that i like solo obviously oh you know what would be great go for it i am drawing a blank on the name of the planet but the uh in the beginning of of empire when he's uh when they're all trying to to get off of hoth and uh luke says oh we'll take care of yourself on that's oh no that's that's in that's the end of four right but no but he says something about uh you're taking off again or something he goes well the bounty hunter we ran into on or mantel or mantel yeah that would be awesome that if would be cool. it was the story of them on Ord Mantel. I'm really glad we talked about Ord Mantel. Ord Mantel. After our Swotor section. All right, so uh, let's see. We have Bob Iger confirms The Force Awakens will be on April 1st digitally and Blu-ray on the 5th. Yeah, it's, it's about right with what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is, I mean, some people are even putting digital out three weeks at a time. I don't know what I want. I kind of want the Blu-ray. Oh, well, I'll be getting both. Both it is. All right, so, oh, this was good. J.J. Abrams explains uh, Leia's Ray hug. Did you see this? Yeah, it was a blocking issue. It was like, <laughs> he didn't really plan them to be in the same shot, almost. Exactly. And then it's like, oh, that looks, that could be misconstrued as Chewie just ignoring the yeah, fact this that, is, this is you almost, know. I mean, I don't want to say it's miscommunication between he and his DP, but it's uh, at least not something it's just it didn't pop into their mind that people might think that way and it's certainly one of the one of the minor i mean one of the flaws in in the way they shot the film right and the way that he does explain it in that chewie was off that i mean he was hustling off to try to make sure that um that um uh, finn 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 was okay yeah Yeah. and so so it's totally understandable no it makes sense but him walking right past Leia didn't help. Yeah, and I, and I think it's just the, the the way that it was blocked and the camera placement. I actually did like how he followed up though and talked about the connection between Leia and um yes. and which a lot of people had and been, Ray had been hypothesizing, right? Which is cool. Okay, Star Wars fans, time to rewrite your theories, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was funny. All right, so let's move on. Okay, so this is what we were alluding to a minute ago. Han Solo film will feature Chewbacca and Han's origin. Yeah, which as far as I know is. Uh, I mean, it's not canon anymore, we don't, but they yeah. can reach it. Is that what the idea is now is that Han saved him from a slave trader on Kessel, right? In the Kessel Mines? I think so. Spice Mines, uh, of, Spice Kessel. Mines of Kessel. Do you think... Okay, I love, I love what they're doing with the new canon, but do you think they're going to change that? I think they're going to change some of it, but I think it's too big of an opportunity to... To help the EU people not hate everything. Well, not only that, but to touch <laughs> on one of the you know key lines in the history of Star Wars that they actually touched on in Force Awakens is he made the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs. Right, right. And they could show that. Do, yeah, they could show that, and maybe he was making that run. You know, that was one of their first missions together, or getting okay, Chewie I'm, out of there, I'm put or my whatever. Two cents in on the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs. Oh, okay, because it comes up on. I mean, it's a thirty-year-old, thirty-five-year-old argument. It is, but <laughs> I've never actually said. On, on oh no i'm excited go on mike what mike because everyone says well you know a parsec is a unit of distance okay the kessel run goes around a black hole right so the shortest distance that you can complete a run around a black hole is more important than time absolutely so if you can do it in under 12 parsecs, and black holes are a bitch i mean you gotta do exactly. what you do so if you can do it 
in under 12 parsecs, that's like amazing. Awesome. And that's just me. It's saying why, why a distance measurement there makes more sense. Indeed. He's also very prideful and boastful. Yeah, it's not 14 parsecs. No. Dude, don't, don't get that twisted. I'm excited about the Han Solo movie now more than I was. The only, my only concern is still who's going to play him, but, um, I'm excited to see how their relationship comes to be for sure. Yeah. You know, out of their short list, I, I'm okay with a few of them. I'm a little weirded out with, uh, uh, Clint Eastwood's, uh, son. It, it oh. just, it doesn't quite match up for me. I think he's too tall for one thing. Um, I really like Dave Franco, but I've never seen Dave Franco be able to do any role without doing that Dave Franco voice. Yeah. Uh, I'm not as familiar with really anybody in this list. I just want it to feel like Han. Yeah, that's why I still want I'm, – I'm arguing for a dark horse. It's not on the list, and it's the guy that played the young Harrison Ford character in Age of Adeline. Right. He nailed what a young Harrison Ford should be. It's not going to happen. So let's – should we move on? Move on. Uh, Mark Hamill says Luke Skywalker's sexuality could be anything. And the reason I added this was because controversy is fun and the yes, internet is. is fun. Yes, it is. Um, the reason I brought this up too is that Mark Hamill basically knows what it's like to be a fan. And, and he basically knows what we want. You know what I mean? I guess I yes. should say. And so he kind of says, in recent interviews with The Sun, Mark Hamill reiterated that Luke Skywalker's sexuality, as far as he concerned, he is concerned is open to interpretation. Fans are writing and ask all these questions. I'm bullied in school. I'm afraid to come out. They say, they say, they come to me and they say, could Luke be gay? And the actor said, I'd say it's meant to be interpreted by the viewer. If you think Luke is gay, of course he is. You should not be ashamed of it. Judge Luke by his character, not by who he loves. Well, also part of this is coming because I believe JJ had comments last week also saying that it's up in the air. Right. And so the character doesn't have an in-canon relationship to speak of, though. Speculation is high that um, he is, you know, Ray's father, of course. And Luke has a heterosexual relationship in the Legends universe. But Hamill has said similar things before about the character. Um, and he says his sexuality is never directly addressed in the films. Luke is whatever the audience wants him to be. So you can decide uh, for himself. Which I love that he just... Okay, one, I don't have a... I, don't, I actually don't agree with that comment. Why? Uh, well, because obviously here in episode four, he has a crush on Leia. True. So well, people change their minds. Whether that's a sexuality or if it's just a crush, right? that's a completely arguable point. So I'm just saying that there is... Which is pretty much the first comment down here, um, is that he, what, you know, he does love women because he was trying to get with his own sister. Right, but it doesn't mean he's not heterosexual. I mean... No, of course it, not. It just yeah. means that... It's, he could be gender fluid. He could be, right. you know, bisexual. What, there's so many different things on the spectrum. I think what's going to make fans most upset is not the, the gay straight argument. It's the Mara Jade or not Mara Jade argument. Yeah. And that, I mean, it, she is such a popular Legends yeah. character. Isn't that funny how, like, Hamill can come out and say, yeah, he's whatever you want it to be. And they're like, all right, I don't care what you say at this point. Are we getting Mara or not? I know. That's what the <laughs> argument is. Because I love Mara Jade. Me too, and if they man. I mean and the, the one of the, the coolest things, especially since you know we play Swotor, is that she was introduced as the Emperor's hand. Yeah. And now oh my god, dude. I mean And she was originally supposed to she was tasked with killing Skywalker. I know, I know. That was a great storyline in the EU. Um so great. So you know, I, I like that Hamill saying what he's saying. I, I, you know, and that's one of the things I love about the Star Wars universe. But at the same time, our Star Wars fans are so weird. <laughs> they're they like, are. they're like, dude, great, yeah, he's gay, sure, fine. But seriously, 
Are we going to get Mara Jade? Is that going to be a thing or what? And that's what they're worried about, which I think is I know, funny what, what, you said I, that. What, what I love is like, oh, uh, it's not important that, that Solo died, but why isn't Chewbacca's hair grayer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he should look older. Rawr. I know, right? It's a little thing. <laughs> uh, we like to nitpick, don't we? All right, so what do we got next? J.J. Uh, Abrams and Bad Robot create a new hiring system to encourage diversity. This, um, I didn't actually read this whole article, did you? Uh, I did not, but you know, I kind of will touch on this. Uh, it's I always like when uh, diversity requirements are required in interview processes. Yeah. Now, this is coming from somebody who's extremely progressively re- liberal, right? I honestly don't think it, there should be a minimum of uh, required placement. No, no, no. But at least interview opportunity, and it's actually this is one of the things I think the. Uh, that the NFL has gotten right and they have what's called the Rooney rule, mm. uh, named after, you know, Rooney, who I believe used to own the, uh, uh, the Steelers. Yeah. Which is actually, if you know, um, the two sisters who are actresses right now. One was just nominated for Rooney Mara and Kate Mara. Okay. They're descended from the Rooney and that's where Rooney Mara gets her Rooney name. Oh, interesting. Okay. They're descended from both the Rooney family and the Mara family who own the Steelers and the Giants. In football. Right. Well, anyway, so the Rooney rule was that they weren't getting enough minority hires for head coaches or front office positions. And so now it's required that you have to have minorities in the interview pool. All right. And Not necessarily that you hire them, but that they're included in the Well, and the I think process. that's important. And, and so basically this article says, well, now director J.J. Abrams and his production company, Bad Robot, have put in place strategic hiring systems that require the list of candidates that movie studios and agencies submit for consideration be proportional and representative of the U.S. population. I like that. So, yes, that and that includes writers, directors, producers, not just actors, which is great. Good. Which is why we're, we're going to get some cool-ass movies soon, dude. Uh, with, uh, his name just went in my head, uh, Compton guy doing um, Black Panther. Oh, Chadwick Boseman. And um, we're gonna, we're just going to get some cool stuff. So I'm I'm really we happy are, about because, that. Because, and honestly, this kind of takes me, I mean, especially in reference to writers, this reminds me of Aaron Sorkin, who's one of my favorite writers. And he did, had an episode of Studio 60, which he did. And um, it's, a, it's a white uh, studio performer we're talking to his white head writer and he says, I think there's comedy to be found in experiences that are far removed from your own. And I think that there's a dramatic and musical language in which you're not fluent. And that's why huh. I think it's so important for diversity because not only do you get people from different backgrounds, I think, but they have each of those backgrounds come with a wealth of, of social knowledge that Absolutely. is just not imparted to the general public. Absolutely, man. I'm, I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, well said. Well, well, he said it for you, and you said yeah, it. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin said it for me. I know, but... Well, actually, it was... I'm uh, acknowledging that. It was D.L. Hughley's character saying oh, it. Hughley. <laughs> I love that guy. All right, so let's move on to our last couple of bits of Star Wars stuff. We have R2-D2 creator Tony Dyson dies. You put this in here. Yeah, the guy who actually... Because... Uh, um, I heard on Babylon. Yeah, you know, Ralph McQuarrie uh, came up with the, the concept for it. Mm. And George Lucas obviously was, was involved, but the guy who actually made... The final product of what R2-D2 looks like, which is basically what not only all droids are representative of if they're not a uh, humanoid right? Um, in the rest of film history since then, but also in people that are actually in robotics. It's crazy. Have, have learned about, they they owe a, a supreme debt to, yeah. to Tony Dyson. That's very sad, you know, um, but he obviously did something for pop culture and sci-fi fans yeah it's good that he was able to uh to make it to the the most recent film to see his yeah. uh, creation back up on the big screen awesome um 
a couple more things. Star Wars uh, Battlefront DLC trailer. It talks about a new Hut Contracts mode. Although it doesn't give any details about the Hut Contracts mode, um, there's some speculation, of course. But I think that's pretty cool. But in the in the 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 art for it, doesn't it actually show Java? It shows him. Oh yeah, he's sitting there. That's cool. And which you know, only makes sense considering they just didn't reintroduce Greedo. So yeah, and people were saying basically it might be sort of similar to other bounties in games like this, where right. you just kind of you know you have a hit out on someone and you follow them around or something, you know. But it's a, it, it, on the base level, it's a it's a shooter, so there's no story aspect to it. But right. it's just yet another game mode, which I think is cool. I, I you know, one day I'll go back and play it. We'll see. Uh, and, and this one's all you, buddy. I cannot. Oh, I want this so bad. So in merchandise, we have uh, a Darth Vader toothpick dispenser. And um, let me just tell you, if you know me, I rarely don't have a toothpick in my mouth. I'm very particular Dude, about he's them. pretty much Angel Dust from Deadpool. Yeah. I, I, I'm very particular about which ones I have. I buy the same kind. And they're Australian chewing sticks from Thursday Plantation. And they're tea tree flavored. Okay. You know what the funny thing is? Okay. Actually, I'm not You're a big fan of the me. flavor. But no. Me. But I love that these... Chewing sticks, yeah, chewing that you sticks. Uh, that you uh, use. Indeed, um, actually, you can break off an end of them, and it comes with its own resting stand. Yeah, it's amazing. So here's what here's the thing. There's this. Uh, we have a link in the show notes. There's a there's a Darth Vader toothpick dispenser. The way it works is you press the little thing on the back, and Vader's hand actually goes back to his cape, where the the toothpicks are, and he pulls one out. So like instead of pulling saber. a lightsaber, he hands you a toothpick. Tell me that's not the greatest thing you've ever heard in your life. That is kind of cool. I do have to give you that one. So who's buying this for me? Because I want it more than anything. Well, you know, I think it's only available in Japan. Your birthday is coming up. (laughs) Indeed. Well, you heard it here, listeners. That's what I want for my birthday. So anyway, anything else Star Wars? Uh, No. All right. Let's get to our last section. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Okay, you know, really quick, before we go into pop culture, I just have to touch base with that. Do you realize we've never started this section without some random tangent? I know, right? In the last, like, eight weeks, we have not started this section without some weird thing. Well, it's so funny, because every time we listen to this bumper to it, it never dawned on me, but, you know, (laughs) obviously... uh, uh, Arthur Daverell, of course, plays. Yeah, man, I'm with you. The Time Master, Let's go. right? Let's go there. I'm, I'm wait, I'm waiting. Time Master. Continue. Well, we've already mentioned that he's a Time Master, and then he was, obviously was on Doctor Who, which was about Time Lords. We've touched base on that. Master Lord. But Lord. it also dawned on me the fact that the Captain Cold's character yep. is named Rory. We noticed that last night. I Kate, did not notice. It that. was something about last night's episode. Kate and I, not last night. Last um, week's. last week's episode. Kate and I were watching last well, night. Because they said it like ten times. Yeah, they said it a bunch of times, and Kate's like. His name's Rory. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I know, I knew it. I knew that, but I didn't like put it together until last night. We were both like, oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, that's I wonder if funny. they're ever on set and somebody says Rory and he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, oh, wrong show. My bad. <laughs> Actor. <laughs> yes, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the pawns? All right. So let's move on. Weird tangent to start this Weird section. Thing. Next week. 
I know, man. So we are at uh, San Diego. San Diego. We are at Silicon Valley Comic Con next week. In San Jose at the San Jose Convention Center. Yeah, I'm excited. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. I don't really know what to expect. I'm excited about it. I haven't even looked at the panel schedule and stuff yet. I'm just excited to kind of get out of town and do something. I'm so and, excited to um, get out of town. I, we live in a very remote area where le- remote. leaving town is like a... The only time I leave town this time of year, because I coach the golf team, is to go over the hill is what we call it. Over the hill to other golf courses. I take some chucklehead children and then I got to bring them back. Seriously. Uh, you know, um, yes. in, in the, the vein of Led Zeppelin, we're mm-hmm. going over the hill and far away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's why do you think I joined the track team? I hear you, man. To get out of town <laughs> yeah. every Wednesday. Get out of Dodge. So it's nice to get out of town. So we're getting out of town, uh, stay with my brother, get to see my brother, which is cool. And, um, we're going to go to Silicon Valley Comic Con, man. We'll walk the floor, see so what's up. It's so much fun. I'm excited because one, we're going to be able to go to the, Back to the Future panel. Yeah. Uh, but I also found out that uh, for those of you that have been listeners, you know I'm a big fan of the uh, mobile games. And uh, oh, I right. especially I follow the, the tops games of Star Wars, Cotter, Trader, Bunt, Huddle, and Kick. And uh, I've set up an interview with uh, somebody from Tops, So it'll be kind of nice to see what that's about. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, man. So we will have a full report when we come back for sure. Next week, um, we're still waffling with uh, if we're going to do a full regular show or a spinoff or something and then um because i can almost guarantee yeah i can almost guarantee we're going to be doing something from the con yeah and so we will uh we'll see how it goes but so if we kind of miss we won't miss a week but i guess we will technically miss a week right well if we miss a week we'll have a big show when we come back big shoe big shoe all right so walking dead escape so speaking of uh san diego now we're at san diego comic con and I put a bunch of stuff in here because we have a few things to talk about, he and I, but um, on a base level, there's some news. Um, there's a time of year where I daily go to a couple of different blog sites uh, that blog about San Diego Comic-Con, one being Crazy for Comic-Con with Tony Kim. Um, the other one is a, a SDCC uh, unofficial Comic-Con blog. And right, because I mean, even though we're four four months, two weeks out, it's, oh, it's time. It seriously now is where you need to start. I mean, we're already past open reg. Yeah, we're past open reg. Hotels are coming up, which we'll get to in a minute. You have to start planning all these things Airfare. and figuring out where you're staying, what you're doing, what the offsites are getting announced, the panels are going to start getting announced. All the stuff's going to happen super quick. It seems like a far a long time away, but we spend a good six months out of the year kind of gearing up for this. Yeah, because if you don't, then it just makes it while you're there so much harder. Way harder. And we've had a couple of years like that. Mm-hmm. And this year, we're not going to be having it that That's way. That's not us this year. All right. So first thing, and this is important because we do a lot of offsite stuff, even though we have never done this, it affects us. So The Walking Dead Escape won't be at San Diego Comic-Con this year. Yeah, which is kind of odd because for two reasons. One, it's always huge. Yeah. And it's been there at least the last four or five years. Yeah. And two, they have a brand new spinoff. So why aren't they doing it? Well, especially since the fear of the walking dead takes place in LA, which is right nearby. Yeah. There's some speculation on, um, that they'll still be at the con, just not doing that event. So okay. they'll be doing some kind of panels and all the other stuff to promote the new stuff coming right. up. Yeah. Um, but this affects us because this is a big offsite event and that draws a lot of people. Yes. And so without that, all those people doing stuff like that will be in other places that we might want to be. We, we, we <laughs> it already, seems selfish, but it's it's true. Yeah, we already kind of saw, saw this beginning last year because for the previous years, they had uh, basically been taking over Petco Park. And last year, they only took over a portion of it. Right. And, and the other uh, half legendary was Legendary and Nerdist and all that. Right, because it was Nerdist and Geek and Sundry. Right. So it's kind of because of that, 
Nerd HQ is forced to go to the museum on the other end of the downtown. Right. And so what this does, it's not only what fans are going to do, but it's uh, logistically and where things are going to be. So my, so one of the other speculations, does this mean that legendary Nerdist can expand or does this mean, you know, Nerd HQ is going to come back? Does this mean that, um, that half of Petco Park just won't be occupied or something else will go in there? Like, who knows? But I mean, Nerd HQ could come over and take over the, the other half. Right. And, uh, and it would be kind of, uh, honestly, it would be kind of nice to have those two things in next to each other, mm-hmm. considering a lot of the offsite stuff that we did, especially last year, was focused around Nerd HQ and, and Nerdist Legendary, which were five blocks apart minimum. I think yeah. it was on the other side of the convention. Oh, no, Nerd, Nerd HQ was at the Children's Hospital last year. Remember? Yeah, the Children's Museum. Children's Museum. Sorry. Yeah, that, was like, that was like 12 blocks. Yeah. Away. It was on the other side of the deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, you know what I would like to see go in there is Assassin's Creed. Oh, that would be cool. Because, and then they won't be on the street right Yeah, there, well, because too. they always have the, the obstacle course, which they can kind of put on the street, but it is kind of in the way. But they aren't just promoting the game this year. They're promoting a movie, which has already been picked up for a sequel. For a sequel, which we'll get to later, too. And um, that's so it's, good. It's, it could be something that they could plan something grander. Ooh, I hope you're right about that. I would actually – I love doing that obstacle course. When Sean and I did that year, you missed. It was you know, so much I'm, fun. I'm already losing weight because of the track. Um, my pants are starting to fit better. Look at you, bro. Um, if I lose enough weight to, to I would think I would take part it's in fun, that. Dude. Even though I don't know. Everybody does it, whether they, whether they, you know, I guess, quote unquote, can do it or not. I don't know if I could do the jump at the end. Just because <sighs> I don't like heights. heights. I really don't like heights. But that's the optional part. The other part is just, the way they split it up is yeah, usually, you just go through it, and if you can't do the thing, you just go around it. But, um, I was proud of myself. I really, we had a good time. It was fun. We had to wait yeah, in line know. like three and a half hours though, because someone actually got hurt before us. Uh. Because they, they had this, anyway, long story. Alright, so let's get to the hotel thing. Uh, I hope you're right about that now that we go back to this. Yeah, um, that would be fun. That would be neat. Okay. Also, Having Nerd HQ would be cool or expanding of Nerdist uh, Legendary would be cool too. Cause they could do, I, I could just think like the three, the different entities could have their own sections and they wouldn't be all jumbled up. Yeah. You know, like you can send you could have a section and, and that kind of thing. I think it'd be cool. All right. Obviously I was excited about that. <laughs> uh, so we have San Diego Comic Con early bird hotel sale is now open. Yeah. Which you and I are looking at. We're looking at it and it's not cheap and it's not coming at a time where I have money. <laughs> So, but here's the upside. This is the, this is the year where we're not going to stay in the RV. We are going to stay as close as we can to the convention center and we're going to stay in a hotel room. So rather than. So we can have a shower and be all nice and clean every single morning. And so remember we talked last, um, last week, I think about, or maybe it was two weeks ago where there was the craziness with the hotel sales last year with the lottery. And it's not even a lottery. It's almost like you get in as whoever's fast enough. Right. They timestamp your entry and you get a hotel or not. Right. And they were saying that downtown hotels, if you didn't complete those forms like and stuff seconds. in 90 seconds, you'd be screwed. I don't want that kind of stress. Yeah. I don't even think I could sleep the night before that. Um, so the other option would be to buy one of these hotels. It'll be likely cheaper and get one of these hotels right now. And it's again not coming at a time that I'm happy about, but uh, I think this is something we're I think we're going to end up it'll doing. It'll save a lot on stress. Yeah, it'll save a bit on money. Right. Um. It won't be as. I mean, we won't have our our dream this year of staying at no. the, the Marriott Marina, but but you know we're we'll be on the shuttle uh, route 
not as far away as Mission Valley. Only a few miles away. We're not all the way up the a main highway in Mission Valley, so we're working on it. Yeah, near the airport would be nice. Yeah, so we're we're gonna try to book something in the next couple of days. So we'll keep you posted, and um, then we can start planning. Then we can start planning the fun stuff, like our crazy meetup and and getting our flights and dealing with all that. Yeah, so. the fun stuff. Yeah. All right. So the other thing is, I put a couple other posts in here. There. So if you are going to San Diego Comic Con, there's a good post on that unofficial blog. Um, early bird purchases versus general, um, you know, the general thing we were just talking about. Um, and then Tony Kim put up a kind of a cool thing. You like history. Um, there was this, uh, uh he calls it five facts about San Diego Comic Con, which I thought was kind of cool. It was a YouTube video, a few minutes long, and it kind of highlights like things you maybe didn't know about Comic Con and its history, which I was you know, kind of neat. It's actually one of the reasons why every year I watch that documentary that came out a couple of years ago called uh, Episode 4 of A Fan's Hope or something like that. Yeah. And it was about the con, and it followed a cosplayer who was doing the competition. Right. Um, who ended up trying to get... No, I've seen that. Yeah. It's great. And then a couple a couple of cartoonists and a, and then a comics dealer who's been going for like 30 years. Yeah. And so it was really... That guy, that guy was kind of sour when they... bet. I, mean, I see him. You see him every oh, year. Oh, yeah. Actually, He's there. Yeah. He, uh, was it Mile High Comics? Yeah, Mile High Comics. Yeah. And uh, I was actually able to buy some old uh, um, Ripley's Believe It or Not comics from nice. a couple of years ago. Very cool. Um, last thing on cons, uh, speaking of Assassin's Creed... Um, there's a little contest. I have a link in there. Uh, if you missed out, and this is to you, Chinook, if you missed out and you're, you know, I don't want to jinx your luck, but, uh, the Assassin's Creed movie wants to send you to Comic Con 2016. So there's a pretty Which cool. obviously means they're doing something big. And that's with preview night. So if you wow. win this. So if you win this, you get four days plus preview night. Yeah, so, this obviously means that Assassin's Creed's going even more all in. Yeah, which is great. With the movie coming and the success of the games, it's it's perfect. And it's Michael Fassbender. <laughs> I mean, we all love that guy. All right, so let's get to TV, dude. We're transitioning. Did you seriously, or? just do dude like Michelle Tanner from Full House. You got it, dude. Didn't you text me that the other day? I did. That <laughs> was just earlier today when really? you asked me if I would take over Wog. Oh, yeah. You got it, dude. Okay, so moving on, my weirdness aside. Uh, as uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming back, season four. Yeah. It, it, That's exciting. It is exciting. And you didn't have anything else to say about that? No, not at all. Okay. Way to, <laughs> way to chime in. This, I think, is cool because I, I was actually a fan of Fringe and the main lady from that, Anna Torv. Anna Torv is Torv. Hard. I love her. And a tour. She's awesome. Uh, joins David Fincher's new Netflix show. It's called Mindhunter. And I love David Fincher. Yeah. I mean, he did social network, but I, I love him from doing seven. You know, he does so much good work. I'm excited to see the what game, that turns out to be. Oh, the game is still one of my most was favorite. He behind, was he behind that I with, um, so. with, uh, Michael Douglas? Douglas. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I think that was Fincher. Find out for sure, but I love that movie. Moving on. Game of Thrones season six trailer. I put this in here. Did you see this trailer? Uh, I did not. Oh, you're going to see it. You know why you're going to see it? Because you're going to play it? Probably. But you're not caught up on the season. Yes, it is David Fincher. No, it's okay. Go ahead and play it. It's only a minute long. It's like... I mean, I know oops. a lot of the key aspects of the show, so... But uh, yeah, it is David Fincher who did do the game. And that is seriously one of the most underrated movies yeah. the last 15 years. I love that movie. Okay, check this out. I'll watch this. Nobody knows no I've never been much of a fighter. Apologies for what you're about to see. <laughs> right? Okay, I really, oh. that's another show I need to catch up. Whoever, whoever cut that trailer, I just gotta say, oh. Obviously not the people that did Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, obviously not, which we didn't put in the show notes, but we uh, probably should talk about. Actually. Oh, you did? Yeah. Here's the thing. I love Game of Thrones. I've read all the books. 
I love the show. I'm caught up on the show. That trailer, I watched it like 14 times. It gives me the chills every well, time. I, first of all, I love. I, I, okay, I'm a closet Chris Isaac fan. Are you? I do. I like Wicked Game. I like Baby yeah. Did a Bad Bad Thing. Okay, you go. Um, that was a great rendition of Wicked Game. It was awesome. At the end of that trailer, um, I just I love lines like that. I apologize for what you're about to see. That's and, so cold. And if you've read the books, you know you know he's the Onion Knight. He's he's Davis, and it's. It's so good because you you very rarely see him doing stuff like that, and he's but he can throw down, and and I you assume he's talking to his daughter in that moment, and it's really really cool. Anyway, I'm excited about it, and um, yes, that trailer. I I was gonna wait till rear reviews, and I couldn't. No, there there there's actually a few trailers (laughs) we had to put in here that are too important not to have in here. So Uh, (laughs) anyway, so all right, so Arrow, Flash, I Zombie, Legends of Tomorrow, season finale dates. Basically, all the CW stuff. Yeah, Yeah, which is a bummer. I don't want to see them in. No, but it. I mean, it's 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 not happening like you know soon soon. No, it's like May. May ish, yeah. Um, yeah, they're all uh, about the same time, mid May. So. It's 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 happening. Peter Capaldi. Have you seen this? I got Yeah, this. I did. I, I did see that. Yeah, I got this off of uh what comicbook.com uh because Cosmic News has seemed to have gone away. Yeah, they've had some issues. I'm not sure with them. But comicbook.com is nice. There's always a site. Yeah, that's the one I always go to anyways, is comicbook.com. Okay, so you saw this. So Peter Capaldi's been asked to stay on Doctor Who and the reason uh this comes up is because What's his name left after the other writer? Um, what is the other showrunner. The show showrunner. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Dave, when David Tennant left, when Davies, Davies left, left. Yeah. and then now that uh, Moffat's leaving, it was just kind of assumed that Capaldi would be leaving too. But he hasn't made a decision yet either. No. So we'll see. I hope. I. I. I hope. I don't know. I don't really care if he well, decides to stay or not. Well, I don't think showrunners leaving is as much of an issue on Doctor Who as it is on other shows because right. Moffat was the head writer under Davies and he was basically right there the whole time anyway. Right, so right. it's not like he was somebody new coming in. Cool. Uh, agent Carter is being rumored to be renewed. This is keeps coming and going. Yeah. Well, cause we, she's already been cast, uh, by she, we mean, um, Haley Atwell. Right. Haley has Atwell. already been cast in another show on ABC. But like we said, in the new way that they're shooting and, and issuing shows, it's not unheard of to be on multiple shows now. Right. And, and it's the same network. And if they want her, if they want Agent Carter to come back, then they're going to work around it. The issue is that the ratings for Agent Carter have gone down since the beginning of the first season. But this is going to be, I feel like if this goes away, I love this show. I absolutely love the show. And I think this is going to be like very much not as crazy as Firefly, only because like, Firefly was what thirteen episodes and that was it. Yeah. Uh, well, here you're only at, what twenty. But we're twenty. Yeah. I think it's ten episodes apiece yeah, or something twelve, like something like that. The one thing I'm actually kind of curious about is Agent Carter comes out of more than anything Captain America. Yeah. I mean, she's obviously uh, you know connected to Iron Man too, but more than anything, she's connected to Captain America. And I haven't seen anything in how if if at all she's connected to uh, Civil War, except for the fact that her uh, her was it her granddaughter Agent Thirteen. Yeah is is involved yeah um if they tie it in a little bit then i can see it going why they can might bring it back because it'll renew interest right no I, i'm with you i i hope it is renewed i'm i r- thoroughly enjoy that show yeah i mean if nothing else if to keep uh ralph garman's 
tenuous <laughs> hold into the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, intact. Got to keep Garmin alive. All right, what do you think about uh, this thing you put in here? Legend Tomorrow, something? Yeah, you know, if you're if you're caught up on Legends Tomorrow, you'll Which totally get this. If you're not, I apologize, and you know, just skip ahead a couple minutes. But we uh, jumped ahead to Star City 2046 and saw uh, an aged Oliver Queen, right? But we also saw the modern incarnation of Green Arrow, who is right. John Black Man. Uh, it's John Diggle Jr. And yeah. um, but now the actor who plays John Diggle Jr. has come out and said that. Uh, there could be lineup changes to the legends. Um, in what way? Well, as we've already seen, we, I mean, we don't know how this is going to pan out, but, uh, oh, Captain Cold mm-hmm. is possibly no more in the team. We don't know. Hopefully well, it's we'll... not, it's not cold. It's heat wave. Heat wave. That's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Heat wave. Sorry. Spoilers. Yeah. He- heat wave. Um, there's a, there's a major falling out with the team and, uh, they're trying to figure out what to do with him. Exactly. And now the biggest thing is, I mean, because they could bring in someone else and, you know, it makes sense. It could be John Diggle Jr. But the thing is, if you're bringing him from a possible future. Right. How does he fit in the. Exactly. He pulled all of these guys from the same timeline. Right. Because if you pull him from the possible future of the, the Star City 2046 that we got to, and then you succeed in what you're doing by beating Vandal Savage. That, in that solidifies future, that. Well, that. It, no, it erases that future. But if you, uh, because paradoxes. Vandal Savage, yeah, I, I see what you're yeah. saying. I see what you're saying. It erases that future, right? Then all of a sudden you have the, because as of right now in the modern 2016 uh, Star City, they don't have a, a son. They only have the daughter, right? So I'm with it. yeah, it's just what what the impact is and what Don John Diggle Jr.'s hmm. future could be. All right. Uh, what else do we have here? Netflix something. Yeah, uh, you know, Netflix is obviously, you know, hitting it out of the park with everything involved with Marvel. Um, and they're finally uh, getting started on Iron Fist. Well, it looks like they're casting for the role of Shang-Chi, who is the master of Kung Fu. Nice. Who is another uh, prominent character from the 70s uh, uh, Marvel Universe and very heavily involved with Iron Fist. Is this the uh, Asian guy that teaches all the white guys to go back to white societies and kick butt? Yes. <laughs> Basically, Sorry, I just had to bring. But no, he had his, he had his own, yeah, he had his own uh, comic run, and it was called the Master of Kung Fu. The, yeah, the only reason I bring it up is because there's the, there was that controversy out there, people saying like, oh, Iron, they, this is their opportunity to get Iron Fist to be an Asian guy, right? But yeah, yeah, it is what it is. So that's what it is, All right, man? Comics. Yeah, uh, they released a preview this week of the uh, of the next run of Black Panther uh, comic, um, which should be really interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to that and seeing how they're going to tie it into the cinematic universe. I'd really like to read the black a, a Black Panther comic, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm excited about that. I mean, because obviously, I mean, if you couldn't tell from the name, it came up from the civil rights era of the '60s. Are, are you serious? And '70s. So um, oh. I would like to see how they're going to incorporate the idea of civil rights because you can't have the Black Panther character without right. at least touching on the concept of equality. I would think. Um, so it'd be kind of interesting to see how the, it is playing it out in the modern day. Sure. Also, this is big. I mean, we're, neither one of us are huge DC people when it comes to comics, but this is huge in continuity in that, um. I've read this comic like four times. Yeah. I mean, once you, once you touch on what the comic is. Okay. So it's, it's a killing joke and I brought it up on here before. It is basically this very, very dark, uh, take on, it's basically, okay. So the Joker cripples uh um barbara gordon barbara gordon he shoots her in the back and she's otherwise known as uh well and then that's the other thing Batgirl. right so 
and Oracle. It's it's a it's a wonderful dark comic, and I and yes. I and and it's like it doesn't end well. <laughs> it's an, it's not happy and fluffy. No, uh, the Batman is uh, you know struggles throughout, and it's 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 a really good comic. I don't want to spoil it. Definitely check it out. This is something one of those gems of a comic that that Batman people really like, and yes. they want to keep part of the Batman mythos. I guess you should say. And it seems to be they might not be doing that. Yeah, well, you touched on the two most important parts of how it relates to this. And one is that it, the impact on Barbara Gordon. Um, and two, the impact of the comic itself on the general public. Right. Because The Killing Joke has never actually been considered technically part of the DC Universe continuity. Except for the fact that Barbara Gordon has been paralyzed since then. Right. Right? Well, in the most recent issue of Batgirl, Batgirl issue 49... Um, you find out that Barbara Gordon's character has been having a master villain kind of implanting false memories in her head for years. Oh my God. And if I remember correctly, the the character's name is Fane or something like that. Something like that. Um, which would make sense. But, um, what really gets it is on one page in the panel, it shows her kind of getting out of the wheelchair, but on the left side of the panel, it shows the classic joker smile from killing joke right right and he's saying smile oh my god and on the other side of the panel it shows a close-up of the gun that he shot to paralyze barbara gordon wow and if this is thrown in here that that was all a planted memory in her head and that it never actually happened it doesn't necessarily take it out of continuity even if they do go that way because it could still be in continuity it's just in her head yeah well what's interesting about that particular comic too is it shows the uh, it does more than focus on, on, on crippling of her, obviously. There, there, it really accentuates the dynamic between the Joker and the Batman. Yes. It's the fact that they almost, I mean, need each other is a lame way to say it. It's they, it's a balance, you know, it is. and they exist to, they, they must almost exist together. One can't and exist it, without the other one. Right. And so it, this is kind of like when it starts to tip. Seeing what Batman does, seeing what goes—I mean, it's 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 a brilliant comic. You must check it out. Must check it out. But I I I don't care if they take it out of continuity or not. It's, still it's brilliant in it's, and of itself. It, by itself, it's. I mean, in, in awesome. this in the same exact instance, by them removing the Thrawn trilogy from mm-hmm. the it doesn't little, it doesn't take away from that that particular uh, what Zon did because exactly. he did an ama- that trilogy is phenomenal. So, all right, man. So we get to movies. Yeah, movies, the first, like, eight or nine of what we're <laughs> going to talk about is all about Civil War, because Civil War is coming up, and the big thing that happened... We said we weren't going to do this this week. I'm joking. Because last week, remember, we had a bunch of stuff, Batman v Superman, we're like, oh, oh we're, next week, promise we won't have as much, and then, yeah, and then we no, did it again. sorry, but except for on. this one's all Civil War. <laughs> uh, but the reason being is that they dropped the second trailer this morning, or late last night. Why did I hear Batman v Superman when he said Civil War? I don't know. So, anyways, uh, you have not watched this yet, so I really am looking forward to seeing your reaction as you watch this. All right. I've run out of patience. Underoos! Hey, everyone. (laughs) Oh, that's so freaking awesome. Okay. Well, let's talk about that for a second. All right. So, there's a few things I would like to touch on about the Civil War trailer. Real quick. Well, okay, go ahead. Continue. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying. No, go ahead. Please. How insane was it? I, it's everything I wanted to see. Let's exactly. go with that. 
Uh, for, uh, for all very of, happy Spider-Man's there. Yeah, for all of about the five seconds you see Spider-Man, I'm all in on whatever they want to do with Spider-Man. Doesn't even matter. Just seeing him on top of the car with the shield. <laughs> shield, right? If you haven't seen this trailer, you're crazy. Stop this now. Actually, you just listened to it if I left it in. So there's that. <laughs> um, Probably won't. So, okay, not only that, but one of my favorite things was near the end when uh, Tony and Cap are fighting. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and Tony says you can end this at any time, and Cap says I could do this all day. Yeah. It was a great callback to First Avenger. Oh, okay. When he says that to the bullies in the alley before right. Bucky Barnes comes in to oh, save him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I can do it's this all day. Brilliant You're callback. Right. Good, good. And the, that was Russo's. Yeah. Great touch. Um, I loved seeing the fight between Vision and Scarlet. Is that a fight Scar- though? Well, she was obviously. Doing okay. something. Because I have something in because here about on, that. Because they're on opposite sides. Okay. But I have something in here about this right here. Right. Um, That's supposed to... We're going to learn how they their powers work. Yeah, well, in, in, this. in the comics... And that they're somewhat connected. Yeah, well, in the comics, you end, you find that they end up getting married. Okay. So they, they are. And there's actually... If you follow the comics at all, there's actually runs of Scarlet Witch and Vision. They're okay. together. They have their own title. Um, the one I'm, um, the one I'm reading right now with Vision is he's got his Android wife. Yeah, which is um, hilarious. Android family. <laughs> but um, but Continue. yeah, in the uh, in the in the movie here, uh, Vision is part of Team uh, Iron Man and Scarlet Witch is part of Team Cap. Got it. So there's that. Uh, seeing uh, <laughs> seeing Black Panther chase down Bucky on the is this like down the tunnel? Or- Run up to the moving motorcycle, grab it by the back wheel, and knock him down. Yes. <laughs> but even before that, it was so quick, I don't know if you noticed it, but after um, uh, uh, General uh, Ross is saying the cities and everything, and then yeah. it shows the first explosion we see, you see T'Challa down on the ground in a suit. Yeah. Out of the... so. Well, yeah, and he's standing there, and he's getting fired at, but he's just standing there. Is that what you're talking no, about? No, 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 no. He's out of his... He's not in the Black Panther suit. He's actually just in a suit. Oh, it interesting. Just the T'Challa character. Oh, okay, I might have missed that. And he's down on the ground bleeding. And oh, so I'm thinking that's okay. why might, he might be in the why? Iron Man uh, okay. side. Okay. Yeah, so man. Yeah, I, just oh. So much cool stuff. Yeah, that's going to be, that, that movie's going to be amazing. What is that, May? Uh, Yeah. May? Yeah, can't wait. All right, so speaking of, shall we move on? Moving on. Speaking of, um, Fandango is going to, well, it's teasing. They're going to do a five film Captain America Civil War marathon. Speaking yeah, and I, I didn't actually look at this link yet, but I'm guessing it's going to be First Avenger, Avengers 1, uh, Winter Soldier, five? and Age of Ultron. Yeah, it says five films. First Avenger, uh, Avengers, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, and then Civil War. Yep. You're right. There yeah. we go. Makes sense, because it's all the movies that Captain America are involved in. And to me, that seems doable, sitting through those many that many movies. Um, I could, I think well, I you're could looking do- at two hours plus for each movie. But they just announced what the running time is for this one, and it looks like it's two twenty six. Oh, really? Not counting trailers. So we didn't talk about Batman v Superman either. That's gonna be two and a half hours, from what I understand. It's like two forty or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Close to three hours. That's gonna be crazy. And they said that the tra- well, in, on top of that, they said the credits are incredibly long. Of course they. So are. actually, movie runtime, you're probably looking at two twenty five for that. But still, if they are doing still. a post credit sequence, and you're gonna have to sit there like fifteen minutes of credits. Yep insane that's what it is all right so uh i yeah i mean obviously i i'm not gonna they're not gonna do that here and i'm not gonna go over the hill to do a five you know five film deal but it'd be fun it we, would be we fun. could do it here 
We I mean, could. we could have the movies. Uh, Civil War will cause major ripples. What do you yeah, this here? was the Russos were talking in an interview. Um, but you know, how can it not? Oh, of course I mean, it's going to. There's going to be huge things. And actually, they're actually dialing it back from what it does in the comic. Yeah. Because, uh, in the comic, uh, Spider-Man is actually saved by the Punisher. Oh, really? If they're kind of hinting at this and they're holding a major spoiler back that the Punisher's actually going to be in it and freaking John Barenthal oh, had filmed something for this. That would be badass. And they're finally going to tie in the Netflix to the actual MCU. Finally, after all these movies. Yeah. Um, what kills me about it, and we've talked about this with other people online, uh, you know, they just never actually acknowledge that they have TV shows that refer to the movies. They yeah, do it the, the other way, but not the other way. Yeah, the the shield is is tied in a little bit more, and but they still don't reference actual events that happen in Agents of Shield, though. No, they like, don't. but Shield refers to the movies what yeah. happened in all the other movies all the time. Right, and the same thing with Agent Carter. Even though I haven't watched Agent Carter, right. but Agent Carter was born from a short film. That I believe was on First Avenger that showed Peggy Carter yeah. first joining. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, which is a very cool short film. Um, exactly. So it, it would be really nice if they did. I don't think they are doing that because that would be something very right. closely hidden um, to do that. But, you know, you, they're going to have repercussions. You can't not have For sure. So. Um, yeah. And then also the, they released uh, little uh, posters and stuff. And, you know, check the Pinterest page. But. Uh, most importantly, the actors have come out and what their explanations they think their really? characters, why they're jo- why they oh, joined awesome. Team Cap or Team Iron Man. So <laughs> check those out. Um, it's really kind of cool because you get to hear, you know, um, Jeremy Renner's explanation why he thinks Hawkeye has joined. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Team Cap and why Scarlett Johansson thinks she thinks. I'm so excited. I'm this is this is the uh, probably the most excited I've been about any of the Marvel movies outside of Deadpool, I think. I'm really excited about yeah, this movie. Yeah, the actual MCU movies, yeah. this is, I think, the I mean, I was uber excited for for Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier this was is phenomenal, too. It was very good. But and I'm way more actually, excited for this than so, than, than uh, Winter Soldier, though. Yeah, and and one thing, actually, I haven't, uh, that I didn't touch on, I read in an article this week, an interview with the Russo Brothers, is they are specifically making each film in, like, an homage to a different type of film. Hmm. For example, uh, the first one, Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, was obviously a reference to the pulpy uh, World War II type movies of of fluffing up the hero sort of thing, right? Sure. And then Winter Soldier was an obvious nod to uh, the 70s espionage type movies, especially with Robert Redford being in there. And he was oh, in yeah, that's good Three point. Days of okay. the Condor. Yeah, yeah. And how they're saying this one is going to be much more of a gritty sort of action movie. So Cool. So we'll see exactly how that, that turns out. Sounds good. Uh, so, uh, you know, speaking of, I guess we're not going to go to Wakanda. No, but, but you got to remember, we did go to Wakanda briefly in Age of Ultron. Which is what this article alludes to, but the in Civil War, we are not going to go to Wakanda. No, and you got to remember, who who did we see in Wakanda? We didn't see T'Challa, but we saw Ray Park's character. Right, right, right. Who was actually also a major person. Hopefully, they. I mean, there was no reason to cast Ray Park in that five-minute role if he's not coming he's back not for coming the Black back. Panther movie. Good. Uh, all right. So what else we have here? Uh, oh, I, I alluded to this a minute ago. Uh, Civil War is supposed to somewhat explain how Scarlet Witch and Black and Black Panther and Vision and Vision's powers work. Good. So, which I'm excited about that. So there's an article about that, and then you have something about that sort of as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, for all the setup that all of the Marvel movies are doing to set up the Infinity War. Yeah. Um, and even this is building up on that. Why is there no Thanos at all in this movie? 
Right. And even for the most part, it's mostly Thanos sitting in a, in a throne. But basically the Russo said that Thanos is so uh, intergalactic in his presence and they really wanted civil war to be as terrestrial as possible to leave it right rooted in the earth. Right. And so, so that's, that's why. why he's not there. Yeah. They're not going to be touching on him at all. Uh, Zendaya, who is a singer actress, uh, mostly coming from uh, Disney original uh, movies and, and TV shows. Um, she has just been cast as uh, a female character in the upcoming Spider-Man movie. Um, oh, cool. Clarified is not a love interest. That's all right. No, it's fine. So there, there's just that. Um, Leah Schreiber, who again, for me is one of the most underrated actors and directors of today. Um, may return as Sabretooth in Wolverine three. I, he play, he play, I've been seeing some stuff about this, and I'm really hoping this happens because I I like him as Sabretooth. Man. He does. He was uh, obviously only in uh, Sabretooth in Origins, which is not the best film, but the interplay between he and Hugh Jackman is right. phenomenal. Cool. And um, let's see what else do we have here. Oh, <laughs> did you see this? So 4D theaters this is a thing. Yeah. 4D theaters. I mean, 4D, not 4D. That's what I said hate you uh so 4d theaters uh are a thing and they're very popular they are and i've it actually looks like, seen a couple have you mm-hmm. well, i'm jealous well not because well, 4d is also well, a okay a brand so, name as well okay but there's also the one in um Atascadero. it's called d-box right but i was thinking of in california adventure with the muppets yes that is also 4d but anyway moving on batman v superman is supposed to screen in um in New York City's first 4D theater. Cool. Which I think is cool. They said something about simulating snow and smells and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, I there's mean, been long, long, I mean. I'm not sure how happy I'd be about getting snowed on. No, well, smell, smell of vision goes all the way back to the 50s. Well, sure. Um, the, the D box that I referenced is basically just a motion seat. Well, in the seats. They, yeah. they said seats, but then this says, uh, I'm going to open this real quick because it says something about. I'm simulating snow and rain, motion acting seats, wind, fog, rain, lightning, vibrations, snow, and scents. Do you want all that when you go to the movies? Uh, I could enjoy it, but I I, I could too. But I definitely know that there's a certain branch of the audience that will not enjoy that sure. at all. Right. Um. Already, people that complain theaters are too cold or whatnot. They're, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna do that. Um, but also, you have to pick and choose your type of films. I mean, for example, the the only type of movies that I went and saw in 4D, I mean, I didn't go see, I mean, in the D-Box. I didn't go see, uh, you know, Age of Adeline in D-Box. No, that's ridiculous. But I did go see Fast and Furious. Which would be amazing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, so what's this? Affleck. Uh, Affleck has come out and just kind of given his own developer update for uh, what's uh, on the horizon for a Batman movie. He just basically says it's in the works and he's kind of tooling on. Is he directing for sure? It hasn't been confirmed, but Mm. I think he's working on his own script because he's trying to, yeah, to get the, get that. I have the, I get the same feeling as I did with like Ryan Reynolds a little bit, but not along a little bit more. Yeah. But but not that he's like, has to like, like, Hey, could you please do this? It's like, it's already going to happen, but can I do all the things? Exactly. Whereas with Ryan Reynolds, he was (laughs) instrumental in getting that happening. Yeah. All right. So what do we got? Uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, fresh off just uh, what a year ago, winning his Oscar for Whiplash, um, he has been cast to be Commissioner Gordon in the Justice League movies. Awesome. 
Um, he already has a major presence in, in the Sony version of Marvel because he played J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider, the original, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. In the Tobey Maguire, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and he was phenomenal. I liked him as that character, dude. He was, he was so brilliant. good. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll see how, just J.K. Simmons is a great actor in anything. For sure. So it, it's great. I think he'll do a great Commissioner Gordon. And Daisy Ridley. <laughs> Is in our is in our pop culture section. I know, right? Not Star Wars. And this um, this makes me happy. Do you know why this makes me happy? Uh, because we get to see more Daisy Ridley. Well, that and she might be up for the Tomb Raider reboot. Laura Croft, baby. Oh my god, I love me some Laura Croft, dude. Back in the day, that was one of the most. It was one of those games where it's like when you're playing the very first Tomb Raider game, and games weren't like that at that time. Make her crawl. It's she like, need to crawl. this is Make like, crawl. this is like the best game ever, you yeah. know? And, um, and of course they've, they've rebooted it, reiterated it. And there's all kinds of sequels and all this stuff. Yeah, Angelina Jolie did two movies. You're right. And they actually have done, um, the last game, I think the last Tomb Raider game was for Xbox One. Well, they did, they did a complete reboot, uh, in 2013 for the Tomb Raider game. And it was right. Her, it was her on her first adventure or something. Well, and there was the one that and we then they did a sequel. The one uh, where she's like pickaxing through the snow mm-hmm. on the side. Oh, so good! I would love to see her do this character. Oh, I think she would knock it out of the park. Really cool. Um, Sharknado. Can this not be a thing? I, I I have issues. So here's the thing. I I love Comic Con. Love it. When we were down there <laughs> for a few years now. Yeah, it was a few years ago. Sharknado takeover. And it was, and it was, it was right after. Okay, so it was basically at, right after the first one. We were watching the first one in the Bayfront, uh, bar. And, and it they was, had a major thing where you could name the yes, sequel. Yes, it was the naming the sequel. And I was like, oh God, can this not continue? This can't go on for longer. We're about to talk about Sharknado 4. Okay. And it's not just Sharknado because they've also done Sharktopus and, uh, Piranaconda. Uh, and don't forget, uh, um, Lava Lantula. Lava Lantula. And then okay. they have a new one coming out called, um, Oh yeah. What is it? Something Gator. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. So I guess there's casting. I don't really care. Look, if you're into these things, oh, you're going to see care. it. We have a link to it. I just want to talk about Sharknado for a second. <laughs> this is hilarious to me. Okay. So speaking of Sharknado, I put these two stories side by side because of what the author of this article said. Backstreet Boys and NSYNC are going to team up for a zombie western futuromic horror movie. Okay, does this Let me read that one more time. Let me read that one more time. Zombie western futuristic horror movie. What the hell does that mean? Uh, I'm guessing it's basically going to be cowboys and aliens and zombies. <laughs> oh, just be obvious about it. Okay, uh, is it a cross between cowboys <laughs> and aliens, Marv's attacks, and... Walking Dead? I don't know. But the point is, I have a, there's a link, there's a short article. Um, it's a studio behind Sharknado. So my fear is this. These boys, these men boys, man boys, right. are going to be doing Sharknado type movies that are terrible, that everybody's going to love because they love these guys. Okay, now to kind of follow up what okay. it says. It's not all of the Backstreet Boys and all of InSync. No, 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 it's not. It looks like it's Nick Carter... Um, Howie D Sorry. and AJ McLean from yeah. Backstreet Boys and just Joey Fatone. Okay, but, from NSYNC. and but here's the thing about Fatone because I told you he's friends with, uh, Sal Volcano right. and, and, um, and, Q- and, and Brian Quinn. 
Um, I love that he's doing this because Fatone has been on their podcast several oh, times yeah. and he's awesome. He'll get them into the movie. Oh, it's going to be great. I hope they're in it. It still says Justin Timberlake fans shouldn't hold their breath, but Fatone hints that he may not be the only one from the band to appear. He says, I'm the only in sinker as of now, but you never know. Fatone teased. So, yeah. Depends on who needs money at the time. Right? <laughs> it's one of those. Anyway, I had to bring that up because it was hilarious. All right, moving on. Netflix. They're going to buy this movie from Will Smith. No. Just kidding. Netflix is going to buy Will Smith and David Iyer are doing a supernatural cop film cool. that Netflix is picking up. So I don't know much about it, but I apparently someone else from the um, uh, Suicide Squad is also going to be in the movie. Nice. Um, I'm just kind of the only supernatural cop film basically I've seen so far is R.A.P.D. Oh, okay. Which was a good comic and a bad movie, <laughs> even though it did have Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges in it. Uh, so it looks like Smith and Joel Egerton. Is also uh, going to be in the movie from Suicide Squad. Cool. Is he the guy playing Boomerang? I don't know. Egerton? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember. Deadpool enters top 50 highest grossing domestic movies of all time. Yeah, that's good. Um, all time. All time. It's awesome. Have you seen it? Twice. How many times have you seen it? Well, twice, but I, I want to get one more in there just to beat you. <laughs> I hate you. Just kidding. All right, so let's see. What do we got? So the Sandman news. This I don't do. You, I do know enough about the story to cover it because I I don't. I do know that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is actually backed out. He backed out because so I think of this other thing because of the writer, right? Because they brought in a new writer, and he and the guy who had been previously writing it um, had been working on it for a long time. Basically, the way that Joseph Gordon-Levitt has really been pushing Sandman is how Ryan Reynolds was pushing Deadpool. Right. It's all because of him. So I'm honestly not sure if it's going to get followed through now. It, it may not be, but. Gordon Levitt is out, and the movie is going to be written by Eric Hesserer. Hesserer? Heiserer? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. But um, I, from what I gather from this story is that Levitt is gone because of the direction that the writers are taking it. Yeah. And he's trying to take it in a certain direction, and because they hired this guy on and made some other changes, that's why he's leaving. So yeah. it's sad. I like Levitt a lot. I do. So. I, I like everything that he does. I yeah. mean Seriously, he's good. Bad Boys 3, new release date, which is sad. Uh, well, not totally uncommon. I mean, we talk about well, almost every week about things that are getting new release dates. Yeah, but it was set for July 3rd, but now it's going to be uh, February 17th, uh, 2017. And what was it originally set for? July 3rd this year. Oh, yeah. Well, if they hadn't even started filming, there's no way that's happening. Right. So, uh, so we already talked about Assassin's Creed is in the works. Uh, sequel? Yeah, exactly. So and Fastbender will be back for it. Yeah, and that's why I think it's... I, it's going to be a big year for Assassin's Creed down there. It is. I think it's. I, th- I really think they're going to be pulling off something bigger than they usually do, and they usually go big. Yeah, they really do. Um, well, because not only are they going to... It's it's made by Ubisoft, right? Ubisoft, yeah. Yeah, it's not just going to be Ubisoft money behind them now. No. Now they're going to be having film production company money behind oh them. I just... I will line up. I, I feel like I'm just gonna line up. I can almost I can almost see a, a, a Hall H panel for almost that. like a Game of Thrones experience line. Yeah, right. Which like was last year, the block last year. Right, right. I'm thinking that's the t- and we're talking about San Diego Comic Con again. We're bringing it full circle. Uh, but which yeah, is why I think that's really what's gonna the, happen. Yeah, which is why I think you could take the space of the the Walking Dead experience. Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. All right, so on the same line, sort of. I, there was this game back in the day. And they've done it, redone it a few times called Thief. I loved the Thief Never franchise. Heard. Um, it's a really cool, basically it sounds exactly what it is. You're a thief. 
and you, you're okay. stealthing, you have bow and arrow. Um, it was one of my favorite games because I love stealth games. I love, it was one of the, it was very much like Splinter Cell was to like, um, modern ops okay. stealth, but that. like, fantasy thief gotcha. so like you know you're creeping around and you're you got your sword you got your your uh, bow and arrow and that kind of thing so it looks like they're gonna do they're working on a movie cool which i'm very excited about uh what do you got here um jk rowling has written some new stories and they're getting released throughout the week uh, on pottermore which is of course her her uber site for all things potter um, but they explain a lot of what magic is in america obviously this is in preparation for fantastic beasts and where to find them but she's for example finally named what the wizarding school in america is called okay what the because you know in america in britain it's called the ministry of magic in america it's called like the congress of magical <laughs> something so you have to put congress i know right oh my God. um so yeah so it's just really cool that she's coming out with all this information uh, in preparation nice i think that's good I mean, Potter fans are going to eat that up. Oh, and right now they're actually, uh, Universal Studios is doing a big thing because, you know, they just released, or they're just opening up the, uh, the Next month, Harry right? Potter, yeah, the Harry Potter thing yeah. in, in, in Dude, Universal yeah. City. Universal, yeah. I keep wanting to say Hollywood Studios, but that's yeah, the Orlando one. Yeah, it's Universal City. And, um, so they're doing a, an online cl- a game right now called the Hogsmeade Hunt. And basically what it is is you go to this, it's just hogsmeadehunt.com or, Something like that. Yeah. It just basically search Google for Hogsmeade Hunt. And uh, and basically it takes you through all the Universal Property websites like Bravo and oh, nice. CNBC, stuff oh, like Bravo's that. Bravo's one of them? Yeah, because Bravo's owned by NBC. I'm going to be starting on Bravo. So basically you go through and you find like uh, Gryffindor robes and the Golden Snitch and all the things. And if you find all that, each time you find one, you get entered in for a trip to nice. the Harry Potter world. Yeah, we're Potter. actually we're actually thinking because we might go to Disneyland in uh, next month. We're like, we gotta we gotta figure gotta it out. In. We gotta fit it in. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but we're working on it. Uh, all right. So what else? Have you seen the new Ghostbusters? I did. Trailer? It was not awesome. And I'm kind of on board with. And I like most trailers. Yeah, I'm easy to please. I'm I'm kind of on board with what um uh Kevin Smith and Rob Garman said that yeah. it's mostly an editing thing. But there are some jokes. Bad jokes. On seriously, bad jokes. Seriously, bad jokes. Um, and which sucks if you're trying to if you're trying to hype an all female cast reboot of an all male beloved film. Make the jokes land. Make the you know make the trailer make it good. Yeah, and you I know, mean, and actually, you know what's getting a lot of of grief is the um, Leslie Jones character being the only non doctor, right? Basically, and which I mean, honestly, if they're staying true to the original form, Ernie Hudson was not the doctor; he came in at the end. But the funny but thing that was is, in the eighties. Come on, exactly. And so, if you're kind Switch of following it around, the exactly. But the funny thing is, we already know that they're willing to do that because they took out the Annie Potts female secretary and put in Chris Hemsworth. So why didn't they give the black chick a doctorate? Just give it to her. It's seriously, make her one of the doctors. What does it matter? And put, you know, I think... Uh, uh, By not doing that, now the controversy is there. Exactly. And yeah. I, I think Melissa McCarthy could have definitely definitely knocked out that, that oh, role. Oh, yeah. That would have been great. Anyway. So, so it's trailer, I mean, honestly, not in great. In the grand scheme of things, I don't care. I'll probably yeah, also see, see it anyways. It looked like fun, sort of. But the jokes in Honestly, the trailer the were person, bad. The only person I thought that I thought nailed it in the trailer was uh, Kate McKinnon. And <laughs> yeah, every time I good, see yeah. more stuff that she's in, <laughs> she just 
seriously blows me away. Yeah, she's funny. I thought I thought when uh, Chris and Wig left Saturday Night Live, yeah. they were going to have a dearth of female comedians for a while. <laughs> but dude, Kate McKinnon she's came good, in dude. and she has taken it over. Okay, I, I, this, I is, to, this isn't our last story, but can we not end on this? Well, that's why I, it's not our last story. <laughs> is I put it in as our last movie story just for you. Oh, thanks, buddy. It's uh, that you know I love Baywatch news. I do, and it has now been confirmed <laughs> that David Hasselhoff, the Hoff himself, is in uh, for Baywatch. Um, listeners, uh, random favor. Could you just tell me why this movie's happening, and then I'll listen to him tell me why Hoff being back matters. Why is this movie happening? Because uh, nobody knows about Baywatch. It's not us. Um, the whole reason they're making it is because okay. Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Zac Efron are in it. And yeah, is that enough? Uh, it is evidently for the production company. Mm. Here's the thing, uh, Doom. Doom. I played Doom. Loved Doom. I played Doom all of maybe twice in my life. But Doom is like the first-person shooter of first-person shooters. It's like what why we play the games we play. And I played Wolfenstein 3D before that. But Doom was... There was something magical about it. And that really kicked off what why, we, why the first-person shooter is so popular now. There's a trailer for the multiplayer portion of the new doom tra- uh, the new doom game that's coming out i mean i'd force you to watch it but i just said i didn't want to watch your trailer so i'm not going to do that but this trailer is crazy it makes me want to like at least demo the thing i mean hey are you me. hoping there's a demo at comic-con <laughs> i'm hoping i really am because there's something about it and, and and it's very halo-esque and i think that's why i liked it is because it, I, I was a big Halo fan and the way the gameplay, the way the, even the, the announcer when things happen, uh, is very much like it was in Halo. And I played Halo for, oh my God, so many years. And I just threw this in here just to end the show gaming. Check out this trailer. If you, if you remember Doom from back in the day, definitely worth checking it out. It may intrigue you enough to, uh, I don't know, research a little further because it was, it looks cool. Looks really cool. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. They have this, this rune system where you, where you get in the rune and like you look at your hands and like they're like runed up and all of a sudden you glow and you turn to a big ass monster and then dudes come out and you start tearing them apart and stuff. It's phenomenal. I can't even tell you. That's it's insane. Cool. That happened. I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, I was just going to say actually, you know, cause I only played, I think, Doom once or twice in my life. Uh, the thing, whenever anybody mentions Doom, it just, takes me back to an episode of friends <laughs> when chandler buys a laptop for the first time and seriously things like a brick it's huge <laughs> and the thing is it's got like it's huge but it only has like a seven inch screen right and he's talking about how it's got like uh, a 1.2 gigahertz of of, <laughs> of uh, processing power processing whatever, power yeah. and it's got a, a 500 megabyte hard drive and <laughs> i'm just like rolling right and so he's talking about the, this laptop right and so and and so one of the other friends says, so what are you going to be using it for? And he's like, games and stuff. <laughs> and then later on in the episode, he's like, want to play Doom? <laughs> <laughs> so awesome, dude. Well, uh, watch some Doom trailers. Watch some stuff. Uh, be awesome. Seriously, do yourself a favor and watch that Civil War trailer with Spidey. Oh. oh, my God. If you haven't already, stop the podcast. Do that. 
then come back for my outro. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Social Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Like us, rate us, share us. Give us some stars and some love. Speaking of love, okay. Marshall, get your hands off my hiney. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> audibletrial.com slash usual podcast <laughs> and patreon.com slash usual podcast. Of course, you can find many more ways than that to support our show on our supporters page on our website at theusualpodcast.com. So thanks for tuning in and we don't have any weirdness or dropping mics at the end of the show. So no, uh, we love you guys. Yeah, we do. All of you. Even you, Chuck and Brian. Mm, that might be a leap. Maybe a leap. <laughs> leap and a half. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>